Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, you know the NCAA theme for March Madness for college basketball on CBS. Well, the players playing in that March Madness could get paid from endorsements from other advertising from agents and and all the like after another a unanimous ruling by the ncaa board to say yes players should profit and right now i met her at queen's college when she was a coach she played a d1 with st john's softball casey cox i know you're still involved with the conversation with the ncaa tell us your thoughts on this and thanks for joining me hi um thank you for having me number one um it's an interesting topic. Uh, I remember talking about it a lot when I was in college, like 10 years ago, in grad school, undergrad, all that. So the fact that they finally let it go through or have the idea that it's going to go through along with like making some new rules and parameters for it, I'm not really shocked. Um, and I have like some pros and cons with it. Like I don't disagree with it, but there are some areas that I'm a little bit concerned about um, that they'll be able to make it a model that is like collegiate level and not so similar to professional, especially with endorsements and other stuff. Like if they do use their likeness and stuff, I think some athletes may get in a little bit of hot water with it. Um, so as long as they make some rules that are super clear and um, like that can benefit athletes along like across the board, whether they're D1, D2, D3, or at a power five conference school or not, or female or male. Um, I think that if they could do that, I think it would be a great model because it is it is like a really big deal that some of these athletes, like, they still struggle to, like, make money to be able to, like, pay their rent and stuff. I mean, they get a lot of stuff, um, like, with scholarship-wise given to them, um, but they obviously earn that. So that that's, like, that's the concern that I have is, like, let's, let's see what rules they create and how that goes into play and what happens the first few years that it is out. Now, do you think your state, because you're in California right now, do you think your state added to this? Because they were starting to put this on the table in their legislature, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think, I don't even know how long ago. Maybe it was like, oh, yeah, it was in September. So um, California passed that the rule where um, pretty much like businesses, like in the short term, can um, use athletes to kind of like endorse um, their like their businesses. So for example, like if the BMW dealership, I currently work at UC Santa Barbara. So if the BMW dealership down the road wants to use a soccer player to endorse their, like some of their cars and do like a mini commercial, they can absolutely do that now. 
Um, and that's also a little bit concerning because um, we we feel like sometimes if there is like gambling involved, <laughs> this is our main concern. If there's gambling involved, they can instantly tell like whoever that player is, like, hey, just so you know, I do have a little bit of money on this. If you want to keep your endorsement or keep, I don't know, keep doing our commercials, keep doing our billboards, keep doing that kind of stuff. Like I highly like just letting you know I've got some money riding on this. And that's what we're kind of concerned about. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about the gambling that you just mentioned is that I had written a status a while ago. Hey, you're going to punish Reggie Bush, NCAA, for doing what he did you know, at USC, and yet you're allowing people to gamble. I don't think gambling on NCAA should be legalized to begin with. Exactly. I totally agree with that. <laughs> it opens up too many like floodgates and too many doors, and I don't know. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever really truly benefited from it in a positive way. I don't think it's ever been seamless where people could just do it and everything's fine at the end, you know? <laughs> and, you know, this is coming at a time where Sean Miller was wiretapped by the FBI and all this stuff, and, and then Bill Self had to defend Kansas. So it's coming at a time where all these schools are coming under fire. Did they do this to maybe ease the, the, the stress of all the minutiae of signing all these kids? I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like there is some pressure because the Power Five schools and the football schools that are making a lot of money, it's a constant, like, rat race. And in order for them to be competitive, they have to go above and beyond, and they have to figure out loopholes, and they have to figure out how to get these kids to their schools. And sometimes, so I think they realize that we're in a different era where, like, these things are going to happen. So if they don't want the NCAA to be scrutinized and have so many more issues, they have to change. They have to, like, evolve with how it's going. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to punish these people for not following the rules. Sure. But, like... If these things keep happening, like, it's happening for a reason. <laughs> like, if, if it happens twice, like, okay, those people just have poor judgment, poor character, poor morals, whatever their moral compass was. But if it keeps happening, then I think you kind of have to take a look at that. Of like, what can we do to help these teams still stay afloat and still stay competitive? Because, like, at the end of the day, it is, like, these people's jobs on the line. Like, right. if these football schools or these basketball schools, like, don't win, like, sorry, you're out of a job. You're fired. Right, and, and we've so seen it. Yeah, these coaches are going to do, like, whatever they possibly can, and they're going to find, like, any gray area within the NCAA rules to just, like, be successful. So, I mean, <laughs> in that sense, like, I totally agree. As Like, I would coach, obviously, it was just softball. It wasn't football or basketball where it was a top-tier thing. But, like, I, I get it from that standpoint. Like, it's like you're it's their livelihood. So. Well, even even college softball, you see the World Series now on TV every year, and that's fun to watch. But now that says, well, these girls are finally going to get something out of being on TV. And that's not just going to be meal money. And and I come with this as an announcer, watching you, watching the girls and guys play hard every day, train hard, get up at 6 a.m. for two a days. I mean, so you got athletes have earned this right. As you say, we have to be careful with it. But I think at the end of the day, this is a good thing. But as a player, Casey, with St. John's, did you ever think, man, I should get some money for, for what I'm doing uh, today? Um, I don't know, because I thought about it in a sense. The thing is, I was that person in my um, – what was interesting in college, whenever we had this conversation, um, I feel like the athletes were the ones that would say no. 
we shouldn't be paid for it. Um, I think it's a different era now. I think there's a little bit more entitlement um, nowadays. But why we thought about that was because, like, for example, okay, speaking from my, my personal experience, okay, just, like, not boasting myself, but I had a full scholarship. Like, I don't know. You had a full ride, and and you felt like that was enough, that that you didn't need extra money, that the full scholarship rewarded you enough. Exactly, because beyond beyond getting a full scholarship, they also give you a stipend that raises every year with the cost of tuition. So it ended up being like by my junior, senior year, I was getting like a $1,500 check a month to be able to pay for my rent, pay for extra stuff, do whatever. Obviously, that doesn't go super far in college in New York. Um, but it was, like, it was enough. And it was better than, like, what a lot of other students possibly could be getting if they didn't have a job. And, like, you get all the free gear and you get, like, health care. Like, if you get hurt, you go to your trainers. If you need to go to see a psychologist, you get that. If you have, like, nutrition issues, you go to see the nutritionist. Right. And you have, like, all of the support and, like, strength and conditioning. You get all of this stuff that if you think about it, if a non-athlete tried to do all that kind of stuff, that's a lot of money. And I know that that comes along with being an athlete. Like, that's part of the deal. That's what you're in for when you become a college athlete, especially if you're at, like, a higher school that has those resources. But at the same time, there are certain athletes, though, that go above and beyond and make their school so much money because of who they are, whether it's selling jerseys or like actual I mean I don't know how they would be able to gauge this or keep track of it but like ticket sales for certain basketball games football games like a lot of people are coming to see like some of those specific players and it's like I don't know how they would keep track of that but like that's a big deal so for me like I said no because I was like well we already get all that kind of stuff but then again I'm not in the same category as the football teams and like basketball teams and the teams that really generate a lot of revenue and their likeness is used even on like the video games and stuff. I know that was like a really big deal. Um, right. The, the EA yeah, sports games. Like, I don't know on billboards in like New York city, like for Madison Square Garden, like having their faces on there and all that kind of stuff. So it's more about the, the teams that are generating revenue for their school and drawing large crowds that I think it's really fair for them to give them money because the school's making money off of it. Like, they're making money that off is. that That's or right. that piece. Now, you know what's interesting, Casey, is I kind of deal with the cultural aspect of everything here nowadays on Keep It with Alexander Garrett. And I truly believe that the Zion Williams story where he, Zion Williamson, where he busts through the shoe and Nike stock goes down the very next day, that had to open some eyes like, whoa, this isn't just a college kid. These kids are making an impact on, on culture, on the stock market now. I mean, I'm definitely not shocked about that. Um, <laughs> well, do you think that might have uh, rolled into even California's decision, seeing all that play out? Like, whoa, this kid made stock go down? That, that's unheard of in, in college sports. Yeah, whether we want to realize it or not or accept it, it is all about money. So if you're able to make someone money, uh, we're all for possibly, like, betting the rules a little bit to progress with figuring out how you can make us more money, even though that kid's not going to make any money themselves. Um, and if you're going to negatively affect it, we're going to figure out a way to completely stop that <laughs> right. and reverse it so that let's bend the rules a little bit more and see, like, how can we reverse it 
to make this crappy situation into a good one and still make money. So you've, um, laid, you've laid out the pros and cons. At the end of the day, Casey, and thanks for doing this. I know you're in California on the move, but but thanks for joining us. What what will come out of this in the long run uh, for the NCA and for society? Um, I think with any new legislation, there's going to be some hot water that they're going to get into. Um, there's going to be some gray areas, and people are very, very smart in collegiate athletics, so they will figure out a way to get around it. Um, but I definitely think that in the long run, I think it could do some good if they're able to put down some really clear parameters um, and make it even across the board where both male and female athletes can use it, whether they're at a Power 5 school or a smaller Division One school or even D2, D3, all of them. Like, it's all equal. So if they're able to do that, I think that it would actually be something really – like it would be progressive. I think that it would be a good idea. I just hope that they can figure out the rules and make it equal. <laughs> Were you surprised Tim Tebow went on that rant he did as soon as California made that legislation happen? Um, no, I'm not. I mean, I I would have probably gone on a rant too. <laughs> but no, I'm not really shocked. I think some of the athletes are gonna, especially like if they're the bigger athletes, they're gonna have something to say about a new rule like that, a new legislation. Because I'm wondering, like. What, what background did some of those people that made those rules, what do they have? Like, what do they know about collegiate athletics or, like, under, the understanding of why that rule should be enforced and what the consequences could be by enforcing a rule like that? Um, not saying that they don't know what they're talking about, but it's like, I, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, who are the people in that room that created that rule and said, yep, that, this is going to be a good rule. Rather than putting money aside, like putting the well-being um, into like the athletes and the colleges, and I think they're wor- more worried about like the businesses. Well, and they're worried um, about the political stuff. Like, if you're in legislation, you want to make sure you appeal to a certain base, and that that sometimes can backfire. To be honest, Actually, yeah, absolutely. But Casey, keep doing what you're doing out at UC Santa Barbara. And by the way, who's your college team these days? Like, who who do you root for on Saturdays for college football and and college ball basketball? Are you still a, a St. John's fan? Uh, yeah, of course, always, always St. John's. Um, I don't know. I don't really have, which is crazy. I don't really have a favorite. I've been looking out for like some good athletes though that I can watch and appreciate their character and appreciate like what they bring to a team. Um, so that's the kind of mode that I've been in. I haven't really been rooting for anyone specifically on a team. Well, this whole <laughs> thing's been... I people probably hate that. People hate that. But, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's how I am. I, I got you. It's been a whole wild uh, college football year anyway. My, uh, my Irish went down in Michigan, down on uh, against Michigan, and I was like, are you kidding me? But that's why they yeah. play the game, so... I mean, if I were to uh, root for anyone, I think it would probably be Notre Dame. Nice. <laughs> my grandpa... Yeah, my grandpa played there, so <laughs> he played football there. So if I don't root for the Irish on a Sunday and we're at a family party, then I'm probably going to get kicked out of the family. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> besides that, so yeah, that's really that's really it. Well, Casey, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, come back again. This was great. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. You got it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.